We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. In a world where the lives of everyday people are preordained by the script that must be followed, a ragtag team of scamps dare to speak their highly unqualified opinions publicly. They dare to go off script. Unscripted the film show. You're listening to Unscripted the film show. You can't handle the truth. Man, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Here's Johnny. You're going to need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Hello, Unscriptonites. You're here with Lewis and Rachel on the Unscripted Film Show. Uh, Cecilia, I believe, is stuck at work. She is. She has to be where the money is. <laughs> <laughs> we do it for the love, people. Um, and and work we do for the money, let's be honest. Uh, so we've got a bit of a... Well, we've got quite a few things to go through tonight, actually, and they're quite varied, I would say, You've seen a movie with talking dogs that say the F word. I did, yes. That's called Strays. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw a movie called Sanctuary, which involves a little bit of the F word happening. Um, And then some some interesting things. I I, I don't know how I'm going to review it. I will... It should be intriguing. Um, I watched a TV show called uh, Painkiller or Painkillers. I need to look at that on Netflix. Uh, I watched the movie Megan or Megan depending on where you're from, mm. that's on Netflix, uh, and the Matildas. So, yeah. I did watch another movie, I just just realised. Oh. There was a new uh, John Cena film on Netflix that I watched. Oh. So I will find out what it's did called. Did you see him? Uh, I did see him, uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, I did, I did. I only know this reference because of my son. It's it's bad and I still don't really, I've never seen it happen. So is it, does that mean thing. that Bryce uh, is a wrestling fan? I don't think so. I think, unfortunately, you know, kids' YouTube shows them all sorts of random stuff and some of it is like uh, people playing games. Right. And then I think they make reference to John Cena. And so, yeah, it's like a, a, a absorption through osmosis. Right. Okay, with you. With yes. Um but yeah, let's let's quickly talk about the Matildas. I think soccer um, went nuts over the last week. Um, the the game with with France was freaking amazing and was very fun to watch. And then last night's one, not so much. <laughs> um, my son left the room briefly to get his pajamas, and that was when Sam Kerr kicked her goal. Mm-hmm. And he came back because we were like, ah, like there was so much noise in our house. And he started crying because he missed it. And I'm like, don't worry, mate, they'll show it again. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was good. It was there, good. There will be replays. There will, <laughs> there will be over, replays. Over so, yes. It was like because, um, <coughs> you know me, I'm not a, not a football fan. No. Uh, at all. Um, and uh, not too bad at tipping football, mind, but uh, not, <laughs> not, not, uh, not into watching. That's why you're good at tipping because you don't know all the ins and outs. Probably. Uh, and uh, so we, we were uh, about to go to the wrestling on Saturday and oh, went, yes. went to the Waverley for, for some dinner beforehand. Um, 
a table of four people not massively interested in, in soccer. Uh, but it was like five o'clock and we're like going, wow, it's really... It's packed in it's, here. It's a very, like, you know, uh, old, old people kind of crowd, like having din-dins at five o'clock. Um, and then we realised that the Matildas were playing on the, the big screen. Mm. Uh, and it was uh, down to the, the shoot penalty shootout. And, and that was tense. That was tense, oh, man. Oh, my Lord. It was the longest penalty shootout in, in history. So, um, yeah, it was history-making. And it was intense. And it's so interesting as someone who knows zilch about soccer other than what I've learnt from Ted Lasso. While I was watching it last night, somebody said something about the triangle formation Mm. or something and I got really excited because I'm like, they mentioned that on Ted Lasso. And now I feel like I want to watch Ted Lasso again. Mm. And it's like, I'm a big Dockers supporter, but not like fanatical and insane. But there's something about soccer because the tension is so high because it is so low low scoring, mm. it can be like the, the the game on the weekend with Australia and, and France. It was very intense because they were very evenly matched. And then last night when it all finished, I felt so depressed. I had to have a shower and I'm like to just really? wash all the depression oh off me. God. And I'm like, I think I get it. I think I get the intensity of where the passion for soccer comes from, like, and maybe why there is, like, soccer hooligans and why they get so, you know, because the game fills you with so much tension and it's got to go somewhere. (laughs) So I, I think I get it. Yeah. But you're not endorsing soccer hooliganism. Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. But what I'm saying is I understand where the passion mm. comes from. See, see, this is the thing is why I can't. Like, <clears throat> I've got to the point with the, the football tipping where before I'd be watching uh, each, like the, the score of each uh, thing go up on, the, on my app um, and it was just too tense for me. Yeah. Like I just I couldn't stand it. Um, and so now I've just got to go and try to avoid seeing who won what until the end of the weekend. Mm-hmm. And seeing how it did overall, yeah. Because um, otherwise, I'm just like, oh my god, I lost that match, and, and like, how am I going on this match? And it's just like, yeah, I, I, I just need to stay away from that, and just, yeah. just like, go, okay, I think this is who's going to win this week, and then just uh, however I go is how I go. So. It's stressful that yeah. that penalty um, kickoff on the on the weekend penalty mm. shootout. Um, Chris and I kept checking our heart rates because <laughs> it kept. Well, like they were peaking, um, yeah. So, and it makes me want to watch Ted Lasso again. Mm. So, have uh, you yeah. have you watched um, uh, Welcome to Wrexham? No, Chris and I keep meaning to watch that. We need to watch, watch that. Watch Welcome to Wrexham. What's, Welcome, what is it on again? It's on Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Yeah. Welcome right. to Wrexham is like Ted Lasso, but real. But real. It's just like this is really happening. They're yeah. going in. They've bought like a really crappy football team, mm. and they're building them up. It's amazing. Yes, we must do that. Thank you for the suggestion for the 15th time. I should actually take that on board. You should now. Like everyone with Matilda fever, yes. like get your, get your soccer. I know, I know it's not women's soccer. I know it's dude soccer. It's still people playing with balls. So <laughs> have a crack. <laughs> just, just watch. People with balls playing with yeah, balls. Yeah, people with balls playing with balls. There is, yeah, because in, um, <clears throat> it's in uh, Ted Lasso at one point that they, when they're trying their new tactic and they uh, they incorporate balls in, in their, their new tactic. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's definitely. Oh, yes, that's right. I, I'm like, well, oh, yep, 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 that's right. Definitely something to behold. You know what I liked when I was watching it, um, you know, Occasionally they would accidentally bump into each other or like whatever, the the opposing players, and they would say sorry. 
I'm like, oh, that's lovely. That doesn't happen in AFL. They just keep, you know, stacks on, man. <laughs> There's no sorry about it. There's like, nah, let's get into it, mate. I, I enjoyed that. Mm, yeah, mm. I did find foot, uh, like the round ball football uh, a lot slower than AFL. Um, obviously, uh, yes, it's, it's it's a lot more strategic and stuff. Mm. But uh, yeah, def- definitely not as action packed. And there's a lot lower. I think it scoring. depends on the game because <laughs> yeah. yeah, did you watch the full um, France and Australia? No, game? I did not. No, because no. I have to tell you, even before the penalty shootout, it was quite intense. Right. So no one was scoring anything. And so, you know, it might seem to someone who's just walking past the TV that, oh, God, what a boring game. But because of the tension that was getting created from the defence and attack, it was... It's quite tension-filled. Oh. But anyway... Sorry, sorry if you talk about sports. This is the stuff. second week in a row. Yeah. We apologise, but... Just, um, it's just because it was the the, the, the World <coughs> Cup and the, the Matils, which they can still come third, which is quite good. Yeah, that's yeah. the best they've ever done. Yeah, so that's just pretty pretty damn good. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a sport thing. I, like, you know, through having to, to do footy tipping, it's apparently uh, mandatory in my work. Oh. Um, it's not, but, yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I have to say it is. Um, uh, I've learned stuff about football uh, mm. and things like... Uh, the one thing that just blew my mind um, is the fact that a football pitch, uh, like AFL pitch, different sizes. Like, oh, there's, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. there's not a, a standard, this is an AFL pitch, this is how big it is. Like, it's, you know, this. Do they call it a pitch? I don't know, football field. Uh, I think maybe it's it football. Field? I don't know. The football green, the, the green stuff, the, the green, green, green stuff. grass that they yep. play on. Is different, like you know. Mm. There's one uh, one place will be big, another place will be small. And one of like, them is a little bit fatter. Yeah, and it, it's like then it is. It, yeah, it's just like how is that like any fairness to the, to the people playing if everything field you go on is a different freaking well, size? Well, that's what makes it interesting because you're like, well, this team is really great at playing at Adelaide yeah. Oval because they're used to playing at Adelaide yeah. Oval and. You know, it, it, it enhances... So what they need to do is change the ball. Every every game, a different oh, ball. come on Like now. sometimes you... it's round, sometimes it's oval, sometimes it's a triangle. <laughs> sometimes it's a tiny little tennis yeah. ball. It's like the, the little switch, the little switch thing, like the table tennis ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. I think they, they need to do that. It's just really like, you know, turn it up a bit. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's enough. We're getting silly with the sport, so we shall move on. Yeah, Apologies. And, and and talk about other other things because uh, I'm uh, we were watching a, a movie on uh, Netflix um, and I, I think I'll, I'll talk about Hidden Strike now. Yeah, what's I've it called? Hidden Strike. Hidden Strike. Yeah, so the film's called Hidden Strike and it's on Netflix and I was surprised because I was like, ah. Oh, there's a Netflix movie with John Cena in it. I was like, oh, and Jackie Chan's in it as well. Oh, I haven't seen him for a while. Jackie Chan, I haven't seen him in an American film in ages because no. I think he's mainly doing Chinese films. And so I was... <laughs> Bless you. Got excited. Um, I said to Kat, like, let's go upstairs because that's where the uh, theatre is upstairs. No, um, <laughs> I didn't just like, you know, I wasn't that excited. Let's go and climb on the yeah, roof. Exactly, yeah. So uh, we went upstairs to the, the theatre to watch The uh, Hidden Strike and it started and the first thing I noticed was there's a lot of Chinese production companies involved in this uh, in this oh, movie. And then I went, in fact, they're all Chinese production companies. And then it uh, clicked with me that this isn't Jackie Chan in an American film. Mm-hmm. This is John Cena in a Chinese film. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, so the the film is uh, about two ex ex special forces soldiers who must escort a group of civilians along Baghdad's highway of death to stay in the safety of the green zone. So there's oh. a uh, like a there's a Chinese oil like refinery uh, or I don't know if it's a refinery or if they just like store oil there, um, but they they've got uh, this oil refinery and that gets taken over by the bad guys. <laughs> this this film is like very much a an eighties action film. Yeah, sometimes it's they're not, fun. Yeah, it's not a it's not plot heavy, um, <laughs> and uh, it's. But it's interesting because it's uh, a lot of it's in uh, I don't know if it's Mandarin or Cantonese, but or it could be a mixture of both. Um, <clears throat> but that's uh, that's all subtitled, uh, and then you have got bits in English, so it's a real mishmash of a film. Um, but yeah, it is just yeah, basically you know John Cena, he's like living there, and he's in this community that he's like helping out all the orphans and being a good dude. Um, his brothers. Uh, uh, kind of a gun for hire and mm. he does some gun for hire work to get money for his village um but the uh the as so the main story is they're trying to get all these um you know chinese workers out of this oil refinery before it gets you know invaded and they all get killed so they uh, they they take off and then jackie chan <coughs> um playing Dragon Lou and John Cena playing Chris, um, they, like, form an alliance to help save people. That's basically the story. Yeah. It's not, it's, there's not a lot of depth uh, to this story. It's a Chinese 80s action film is, is how I would uh, describe it. Uh, it's, it's good um, in that action kind of genre, but it's, like, it's weird when you're watching it because, like, some things don't look real. I think they've done some, like, computer-generated imagery and it looks a bit oh, fake. And yep. So it's, it's like, uh, I think a lot of it's done on sound stages. Um, so it's, it's a just fun, like, you know, if you've got a bit of spare time and you want to watch the action, you'd watch this. But because we're so used to, you know, American action films, it kind of like you're watching it, but it feels different to what you would expect an action film to be. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it is on uh, on Netflix now, and uh, I I will give it um, three car things because <laughs> I, I don't know it was it was very very hard to uh to get um no three buses there was there was buses um, okay. and they're in buses uh and then they, they like had this this storm come up which is like a sandstorm uh and then you find out later it was like an artificial sandstorm and it's just like yeah it's 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 just stupid fun is, okay. is what it is at the end of the day so sometimes you need stupid fun you do and you get to hear uh john cena speaking in mandarin so yeah that's cool yeah yeah. That's cool. Um, Alan said if you want um, more football or soccer movies, there is another one on Netflix called Dream and it's about a football player slash soccer um, sent to coach a team made up of homeless men uh, for the Homeless World Cup. So that's a, a, I asked if it was a doco or a movie. Okay. Like, no, no, it's a movie. Um, and then there's the classic She's the Man. Mm-hmm. He didn't suggest this. Um, I'm suggesting this because it's got Amanda Bynes in it um, it's probably completely outdated. Uh, but did you ever see She's the Man? I am aware of it. She dressed up as her son, her, her, she pretended to be her brother. Right. And went into like a boys boarding school so she could join their soccer team because she couldn't get into the soccer team at her school. <coughs> they don't let girls play. So I can't remember exactly. I just, it's just a nostalgic thing. Mm. 
Yep, not that it's good. I wonder if they ever take like a, a, a team. How many people are there in a soccer team? Uh, I don't know. There's 11 on the field normally. On the field. Wait, so there's 11 on the field. God, I hope that's right. Is that 11 per side? So there's like 22 people on the field? I want to say yes, and then they've <laughs> got like five spares. I have no idea. Yeah, because I'm thinking like how cool would it be if you had like a soccer team that was like a mixed soccer team? But you need to have even numbers if you're going to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, because you'd have like, you know, five men and five women. And so ten teams of ten. Uh, yeah. And then uh, just, you know, you've got to get your best people, uh, but you've got to have five men and five women. Yeah, I think the only problem with that, men tend to be a bit on the beefier side and when challenges occur, I think injuries might occur Do you reckon more, more so. I thought some of those women were pretty damn, you know, full on. I reckon they could they could uh, hold their own. No. I didn't one – one of the, uh, the the soccer players, they were saying she kicked a goal or she kicked a ball and it was like the fastest ball of any gender that had ever been kicked or oh, something. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I may be, be I may be mistaken, but uh, I, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. And I'm sure yeah. they will. I'm sure they will. Yeah. All right. Well, we might be back after it. Well, we will be back after some sponsors. It'd be pretty lame if we didn't come back on. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. <laughs> Sorry, I was just telling uh, Lewis a bit of a story off air. So just just fun and frivolities from work. Um, but. Um, well, there you go. The min max for a football team is 14 to 23. Oh, yes. excellent. Thank you. Um, so where should we go from here? Where do we go uh, from here? Well. You you talked before. Should I, I talk now? Yeah, you, you go first, yeah. Okay. Oh, I went first. You go second. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's on first? <laughs> um, so I watched a movie um, called Sanctuary and it's – out now at cinemas, it is definitely a, um, I guess, not your normal kind of uh, a blockbustery type of th- thing. Um, it turns out I can't type uh, sanctuary, mm. uh, sanctu, sanctuary. Um, there we go, found it. Sorry, I'm IMDBing on the fly and um, struggling to spell. Um, but it's. I'll tell you what the synopsis is on IMDb because I think to synopsize this film would be difficult. Mm-hmm. Follows a dominatrix and Hal, her wealthy client, and the disaster that ensues when Hal tries to end their business relationship, I guess. And that is a really good encapsulation of the film, but it, it is also barely scratching the surface as to what this film develops into. It's incredibly intriguing and I have to say I went through I went through a bit of a journey <laughs> watching this film. Sometimes you start watching something and you go, oh, this movie is not for me. Like, I, I don't like this. Because the first 20 minutes almost feels like a different film. Right. And it's not until later you realise that this is basically their working relationship and then after that particular working relationship or that scene or whatever it is, it's about 20 minutes long, it transitions into, um, you know, after the relationship has kind of tied up its loose ends mm. or whatever. Anyway, <clears throat> so there's there's almost like three, well, I mean, most things have three acts, right? They do. But this film has the three acts and then in the third act I feel like there's 15 different mini acts going on because you don't know where it's going to go. 
which I am absolutely thrilled with. But basically, the first 20 minutes, I'm like, I was bordering on turning this off because this is a, uh, it was a screener that I was sent, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's out at Lunar Cinemas and everything, it's and it's out as of today. Um, and if I had seen it at the cinemas, I wouldn't have had that option. I mean, you have the option of getting up and walking out, mm, but mm. you want to try to make your money's worth, right? You walk in and you, you've paid money to go and see a movie normally. <laughs> and so you will stay there and watch the thing because you've spent the money. So, yeah, yeah. Um, after the 20 minutes was over, I'm like, well, I mean, I'm going to finish watching it because I'm reviewing it, right? But um, I think, yeah, I was really bordering on like, oh, do I really need to review this movie? This is not for me. I don't like where it's going. And anyway, by the end of the movie, I'm like, this is freaking fantastic. It was compelling. Um, you've got uh, so... Um, Margaret Qualey and Christopher Abbott, it's basically just the two of them. It's almost like a two-act play, right? And mm-hmm. it, I don't, I haven't done any research on this particular movie, so I don't know if it actually started as a, a, a play, but it was filmed over just 18 days. So, uh, And it is basically filmed in one large hotel suite. Uh, so there are different rooms to it and everything. And basically, the the bit where the elevator is, there's very there's it's very confined, so it has that heightens the tension because you're trapped in there with them while they come up with, I guess, a solution to what's going on. Because it's a, it's a double handed. Then there's only two <clears throat> actors in the whole film. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and. Um, they're both incredible, but um, Margaret Qualey is particularly phenomenal. The last time I saw her was in the TV series Made, um, and she's she's exceptionally good. Um, so, without I really would not want to give anything away to this movie, and I think there will be people who see this and go, "That's not for me." Mm-hmm. Um, but as a piece of art, which film can be? top-notch, like stunning acting, just really clever and it's like, um, do you know much about how short stories are normally kind of put together? No, no, I don't. They're supposed to drop you in at the start of the action Mm -hmm. and then let you leave before you think it's finalised. They normally don't wrap themselves up in a bow because they don't have the time to. And that's kind of how this felt. Like you feel like you get dropped into this and you're like, who are these people? What are they doing? What is their relationship? And that continues on almost to the end because you're like, I don't know what her intentions are and I don't know what his intentions are and I don't know what their intentions are with each other and outside of this hotel. So it just keeps you, like, on the edge of your seat, even though it's not technically a thriller. It's it's really intriguing. Anyway, I'm going to give it um, four and a half hidden cameras. Nice. And honestly, it's, yeah, it's it's really, really good. I, I have a theory. I'm not going to say it on air. Oh, but, I can't uh, wait. I want to hear it because you popped in and I was just finishing it because I watched most of it at home and I'm like, you can't come in here. I'm finishing this movie. Yeah. <laughs> you have to leave because you might want to see this. 
Yeah, so so I, I've got a, a theory. I will. Uh, it I'll, could be bunnies. I will tell you off air. I appreciate the fact that I have made two references <laughs> to the Buffy musical uh, in one episode of our so show. That, so that's opening tonight. Yes, uh, it is yes. opening tonight. Opening night tonight. Mm-hmm. So um, it, because it's an independent kind of film, it might not last for a long time. So go and see it. It's really. Really good. I, I think because this film is the story of two people in uh-huh. a hotel room. Uh-huh. Uh, he's like, like she's a dominatrix. He's the 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 Client. customer or the the sub submissive. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so you're seeing their their relationship dynamic happening. Mm-hmm. Now this would be a great double feature with uh, Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. Did you ever see that film? I didn't, but I feel like it's a completely different idea. No, no, no. I mean, I get, bear with me here. Okay, okay. I'm, so, I'm, I'm with you. So good luck to you, uh, Leo Grand, um, is the, the story of uh, Emma Thompson's character who is a woman who was not sexually fulfilled yes. uh, in her, during her marriage who hires a, um, a, a male uh, escort uh, played by Daryl McCormick uh, to, you know, unburden her sexually. Mm. And that's mainly set in the hotel room between two people. Oh, yes, yes, so, yep. so I'm thinking like, you know, you could have, you know, I think you probably watch Sanctuary first and then you can watch Good Luck to You, Leo Grand as kind of a come down uh, as a yep. um, as an aftercare kind of a situation <laughs> in, uh, in, in, in your, uh, your, your sexually enlightened film set in a hotel room. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be good. I, 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 oh, look, put it to, to Luna. I mean, they do all those Monday doubles. You're like, check it out. This is a good combo. The, 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 the sexy Monday double. The sexy Monday <laughs> double. Yeah, it sounds good. Um, so we might go to another couple of um, sponsors. Yeah, come back and talk about some dirty, dirty dogs. Dirty dogs. Naughty doggers. Yeah. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. So, uh, Lewis just mentioned off air that we're reviewing two R-rated films two, in, in one uh, show. That's unusual. Like, your R-rated films are, well, do we call them R-rated films here in Australia? I'm not sure. R-rated oh, plus, MA, I don't know. MA 15, 15 plus, plus. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, movies with lots of lots of naughty stuff. Yeah, it might be like you know, a bit of lots of swearing, swearing or, or boobs and, or or, tart, or or nanas and 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 the gym gym jams and, <laughs> and peepees. Or just lots of sexual content of, sexual of some, some kind. Um, or even like this, the film I'm going to talk about doesn't have any like human. Well, actually, no, it's, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> But the uh, yeah, I, I was I was listening to the Auntie, Auntie Donna podcast. Oh yeah, Auntie Donna has got a, a a podcast, and it's it's just like it's it's weird. <laughs> it's so you you have like podcasts normally, and they they kind of like they've got a, a structure, or they mm. kind of make sense, or something like that. But those three guys, they just like put mics in front of them and just go, "Yep, just go and see what happens." And it's just, oh, it's very, very strange. So, but yeah. entertaining. It's entertaining. It's like, yeah, I, I don't know. With, with Auntie Donna, it's kind of like, is this good or is this crap? And I'm just not like, uh, I, I'm, I'm weird, and I, I don't know. It's strange. It's just like comedy, but it's so edgy comedy. It's just weird. 
that you're not sure about it. Yeah, I just I I, I know I like it because I've liked yeah. everything they've done, but it's just like this is so different to normal comedy. And so was Monty Python at its time. So it, they could be geniuses. I, I think possibly they could be. Indeed. <laughs> but yeah. So that, that Auntie, Auntie Donna has got a podcast. If you can't get enough Auntie Donna on your your TV, your Netflix, and your ABCs, and your um, uh, where else are they? On the, the YouTube. Oh, you and that? and uh, one of the blokes was recently on the newly um, rebooted Thank God You're Here. Oh, really? Yeah. So apparently it's been 14 years since that TV show's been on the air. Thanks for making me feel old, Celia Pacola. Um, Yeah, we only watched the first episode so far. Because Thank God You're Here is that show with the door. The the improv type thing, (laughs) yeah. yeah. Love a bit of improv. But, um, yeah, it, the first episode coming back was not as good. Yeah. Improv, like, mm, maybe it had its time. Yeah, improv can be good and it can be terrible. But yeah. It's a, it's, it's a mixed bag. Really. It is, yeah. Um, now, what is in a mixed bag is, is Strays, the, the new film starring uh, the voices mm. of Will Farrell, Jamie Foxx and other people I will mention shortly. And the human body of Will Forte. The, the human body of Will Forte, indeed. There, there are other um, human bodies in the, in the movie as well. But here's the important one. But, yeah, but predominantly uh, you've got uh, a, a bunch of dogs. And um, Will Farrell plays Reggie, and Reggie is a dog who's just loving life, loving life, you know. He's just got, uh, he's got an owner, Will Forte, uh, played, plays Doug. He loves his owner, Doug. He thinks Doug's the best. He thinks Doug's the best dog owner in the world. Mm. Um, what he doesn't realise is Doug is a horrible, horrible person who doesn't care about him one iota. Like, think about the worst pet owner in the world and times it by 100 and you've got Doug. Mm, um, there's no violence in it, is there? Um, no, not really. Not, not against the dogs per se, no. Okay. Um, but, uh, uh, like, the, so the thing is, um, Doug, uh, he decides that he is going to get rid of Reggie. Um, so instead of, like, you know, taking him to a shelter or adopting him out or doing anything like that, he just tries to lose him. And so he takes him out to the middle of nowhere, throws a tennis ball and then drives off. And uh, Reggie invariably finds his way home. I and believe that has a, a proper name, that, that game that he, call, he calls it Fetch and can't pronounce that word yeah, on air. Fetch and we cannot say that otherwise we get kicked off. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so he does this you know, several times and eventually he gets so frustrated with it that he puts Reggie in the back of his, his truck, uh, takes him to the middle of a city, dumps him there and drives off. And Reggie thinks, oh, this is great. This is like the, the toughest one yet, but don't worry. I'll get it back and I'll <laughs> give him the tennis ball. It'll be fantastic. Um, but then he gets... Um, Smartened up by Bug, played by Jamie Foxx. Uh, and, uh, and Bug's a... So Reggie's kind of like this shaggy little dog mm. and Bug's a similar kind of size dog, but he's a... Is he a bull terrier? The, I think... Oh, I don't know if he's a bull terrier or a French bulldog or something with... The, I the, think the, he might be a French bulldog. Yeah. He's cute though. Yeah, same with those buggy eyes, which mm. is why it's called Bug. Um, and then they team up with Maggie and Hunter and Maggie is a um, like a collie and she's... Uh, owned by this, you know, owned by a kind of like influencery kind of person who's just got a, a chihuahua and kind of like is spending more time with the chihuahua and less time with Maggie. Um, 
And so uh, she, she's got that kind of thing going on. And then you've got Randall Park playing Hunter. And Hunter is a, a failed police dog who uh, works with uh, people who are dying. And he's always got a, a cone on his head. Uh, so the four dogs, they kind of like spark up a friendship. Uh, Reggie realises that he's a stray. He realises that Doug is not a great owner and has treated him very, very poorly. And he decides that he is going to go back home to Doug and rip off a very important part of his anatomy. <laughs> if you've seen the trailer, you'll know what I'm talking about. Like yeah. all, all this is in the, in the trailer. And then it's pretty much, uh, you know, Milo and Otis with dogs that swear. <laughs> <laughs> but with no cats. No cats. No, no, there, there, is, there is two cats in the film that I can recall. Um, and it's uh, yeah, a scene where... Oh no! It, I, I won't give it away, but uh, no, let's just you say, should say it. Let's just say Bug is a bit of a funny, a funny pup. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it, this is like just one of those things. It's because I you surprised me when uh, I came into the studio mm. and before you went on air, and I was like, "Yeah, I saw Strays." You're like, "Oh, I really wanted to see that film." And I was like, "Really?" Because like, I don't know if people realize this about Rachel, but if there's one thing I know about Rachel that she hates is talking animal films. I mean, Babe is not included in that group of uh, not enjoyed films. But you think about, I think the classic one that I can think of is Beverly Hills Chihuahua. (laughs) I mean, just animals talking with human voices to each other has never done it for me. Uh, Especially, I mean, like live action is what we're talking about. Back in the day she was like, oh, Miss Red makes me ropeable. Ropeable, I tell you. Miss Red. Oh, Miss Red, the, the talking horse. <laughs> Very funny. Um, but this this movie is R-rated. That's the difference. <laughs> There's swearing involved. This is the first live-action movie with talking animals to receive an R rating because everything else is G or PG or PG-13. Yeah. Like, this is the difference. This this is the difference. It is hell funny. Like it's a, it's a, an hour and thirty. Sanctuary was an hour and thirty something minutes as well. Yes, good timing on these. It films. is beautiful. Good time. timing. Um, this one is like you know, a nice, concise hour and a half film, comedy, and I miss them putting comedies into movie theatres because there's just not as many of them out there now. Mm. Um, we had the one with uh, Jennifer Lawrence earlier this year. I can't remember what it's called. We've had a few. We've yeah. had Cocaine Bear. Yeah. Um, I want to call it Failure to Launch, but that's not what it no. is. But the one with Jennifer Lawrence. Sorry about that or something like that. I, I can't remember. Uh, you had... It was good. Uh, I want to say Girls Trip and I know that's not what it's called. Road trip? No. Uh, no. No. Uh, <sighs> Joy, Joyride, Joyride, Joyride. Oh my God! Did you get to see that? No. Oh, it's so funny. This year, I have to tell you, I feel like this year is going to actually have a full set of ten that I'm gonna struggle to put in any kind of order because we've seen a lot of good movies this year. We, I've not seen one dud. We have. It's been it's been very good. I'm very picky with the movies that I see these days. <laughs> to be fair. But you know, but the, the the film Strays is great. It's uh it's out now in cinemas, and if you're a dog owner, if you've ever you know, had a dog, if you've got a sense of humor, sense of humor, there's so many like you know in jokes about dogs and you know having owning dogs and uh, that sort of thing. So it's just it's really good. Um, it's crude, like it's this is like you know bottom by the barrel kind of humor, <laughs> but it's done really well. Like it's just like there's their dogs, there's poo, poo jokes in there. Who doesn't there's, want to see Will Farrell 
like Will Farrell's voice coming out of a dog's face. It does, yeah, and, and it's a, like really, a really cute dog. And then when he like gets an a- angry and he's gonna, you know, say what his plan is to do to Doug, it's like, oh my god, that's just, you know, it's you wouldn't think Will Farrell like saying that is right, but seeing it like Will Farrell's voice coming out of a little dog saying the stuff he's saying, it's like, oh, this is amazing. Has so, Will Farrell done a whole lot of dirty movies? Not dirty movies, but like. I don't know. I feel like he's mostly a PG kind of guy. Yeah, he's done. I could be no, wrong. He's done stuff before so that's a, a bit more edgy. So yeah, yeah. I saw Step Brothers um, pop up on one of my streaming services, and I'm like, man, I got to rewatch that film. It's just it's the one of the most memeable films mm. ever. But um, yeah, I need to rewatch that. Yeah. So it's yeah, Strays is great. It's, I'm like. Yeah, there's certain things I'm, I'm going to have to get on Blu-ray just mm. so I've always got them there. Uh, you know, Cocaine Bear is one of them uh, and Strays is another one and that Jennifer Lawrence film is another one. Uh, it just, like, I need to get these films and, and preserve them. Because they're not them. always available. I no. get so annoyed when I'm looking online. I'm like, where can I watch this? Not available on any streaming services currently. I'm like, ah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's I totally feel you on that one. It's frustrating. So, but, yeah, uh, I am going to give Strays... Four and a half tennis balls. Four and a half tennis balls. Yeah. Well, um, on that note, we might hit our last uh, sponsors and come back and couple a talk about a couple of things on Netflix. Nice. That's a long sweeper. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if you've just tuned in, um, you're obviously listening live. It'd be weird if you're listening to a podcast and you're just tuning in unless... You were listening to something else, um, you fell asleep and then you woke up and our podcast was almost finished, in which case go back to the start because it's quite a good one. Or or you could have done that thing where you're you're listening to our podcast but then another podcast came on that you're like, oh, I've really got to listen to this podcast. Mm. It's it's like Annie Donner and it's like I've got to find out what happens with all the the, um, – Oh, what the hell? I just I, I listen to this episode and they they literally say this word over and over and, uh, again. Word saturation or satiation or there's a there's a particular where you say the word over and over and over and over again, and Beard knows what it is from Be- Ted Lasso. Beard knows, uh, yeah. So say this the, the uh, uh, oh my god I can't I can't believe like I listened to a show that just said the same word over and over again and now I can't even recall the word. You can't recall the word. No, no I can't recall That's the word. That's some magic juju they made on your brain. Yep. Because uh, originally it was like a story about three cats, um, uh, three kittens travelling through, through space. Time out. Time, Time out. out. Not only is it a word, it's, it's a two. freaking chocolate bar. Oh, see, that's not the connection I made yeah. because I have a child. Yeah, well, we don't use timeout, but that's that's an interesting because the, the, the show they there's timeout part one and part part two, or the first yeah the so the first one's called a couple of naughty kittens timeout part one, and then you got timeout part two, and the uh, so basically they they start off with the the talk about the kittens, and then they start doing these timeouts, and then each time they do the timeout, they're kind of like doing them as if they're like um, uh, they're in a Christopher Nolan film and they're going to different another level oh. into the, the, the timeouts. <laughs> and, yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, if somebody else can listen to the Auntie Donna podcast, uh, it's uh, the uh, episode uh, timeout part one and t- part two. And just let me know what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'd just, I'd, I'd be grateful. I'd be grateful. <laughs> um, I don't think you're supposed to know what they're about. Yeah. You're just supposed to experience them. <laughs> it's just sometimes things are just an experience, you yeah, know? Time out. And it's about <laughs> how you feel during it. Um, what was a, an experience mm. for me was painkiller. Painkiller. So the opioid em- epidemic in the States is a proper thing, right? And it's led to, so people start on um, medication for back pain. Mm. Um, The opioid is very addictive. Then they can't get hold of it and then they start snorting it or something like that. And then they move to heroin and then they OD and they die or they OD on the the drug itself. It's, it's, um, I mean, you'd have to be living under a rock not to know about this issue. There was a TV show uh, a couple of years ago called Dope Sick. I don't know if you saw that. It had Michael Keaton in it. Um, it's on Disney+. Plus. Uh, well, I assume it's still on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Mm. It's really, really good. And it does look at, <clears throat> excuse me, the opioid epidemic and what the drug forces people to do. Um, Painkiller is of a similar ilk, but it's it's kind of told from a slightly different angle. So basically it popped up on my um, Netflix thing as, you know, new. Mm-hmm. And I literally saw um, Uzo Ubaru, um, Ubada, I've probably said that incorrectly. Um, she was from Orange is the New Black. Uh, she played Crazy Eyes. Anyway, I saw her face and I saw Matthew Broderick dressed up to look slightly older than he is. Mm. And I was like, I don't know what this is. It's called Painkiller. I'm going to watch it. I literally knew nothing. And I was like, well, this is for me. Um, and it starts out with um, Edie Flowers who works for the uh, US or the Department of Justice essentially and it starts with her kind of going into this deposition type thing to tell people everything she knows about Oxycontin mm-hmm. and, you know, telling them you're not going to get Pardo. Pardo? Pa, pa, parlay. Um, no, <laughs> I think it's called Pardo. Pardo. Um, I've got that word thing. The, the, anyway, um, they're the people who made Oxycodone. Right. And they're like, she's, she's saying, we tried this before. It didn't work. You're not going to get them give up like it's pointless I've ruined my whole life trying to get these people it's not going to happen and then she kind of narrates the entire um series Mm. on how she found out about oxycodone and how she saw what it was doing and um it tells the story from her perspective. It tells the story from the perspective of like the marketing people, mm-hmm. the one, the the marketing people. You know, they hire all these hot girls just out of uni to go and flirt with the doctors, and you know, get them to prescribe this this drug to all these people, mm-hmm. and tell all these lies that they don't really know anything about because it's just the information the company is giving them about how it's less addictive than, you know one of the least addictive opioids mm-hmm. and which is rubbish because opioids are an addictive yeah. thing regardless um so just selling this rubbish and yeah it just explodes and then you've also got it coming from this the the angle of a guy called Glenn and his family and what it does to the family so he's a mechanic 
he has an incident and injures his back quite badly mm. and, you know, he's on Vicodin for ages and then he's like, it's re- it's not working. And so the doctor prescribes him a low dose of this new oxycodone mm. stuff and then he starts needing more of it and his doctor said, please be careful, uh, I've heard word on the street people are starting to crush this stuff and snort it, please be careful and no, I'm not going to increase your dose and then he's like, okay, it might be time to increase your dose. Um, but, yeah, you see what happens to him and his family because of it. It's in, it's really incredible and it's it makes you so angry that basically marketing <clears throat> is responsible for this massive epidemic mm. of, of, of um, crazy proportions. And I don't know if we ever got it here. But I, I have this really random memory. Is Jay, um, as in Jay and Silent Bob, mm. oxycodone was what he was addicted to? Yeah. Well, Is it he, not? No, well, he was a heroin addict and heroin, like um, oxycodone was another kind of form because I think... Basically, yeah, it, I, they're all from the opioid family. Oh. So he, he was, uh, you know, as well as being a heroin addict, was also uh, addicted to oxycodone at some points as well, yeah. yeah. Mm. And they do make a comment um, in this, the, there's a doc, the doctor who's prescribing it said the only side effects that we're aware of are constipation. And I'm like, oh, yes, I remember that from Jay. I remember him talking about that. Um, yeah, it's full on and it is quite emotional to watch at times, but it's brilliantly made. And I just enjoy seeing Matthew Broderick in something. Yeah, so, so. They, they do prescribe that in, a, in Australia. But that does all blows me away is that this stuff is addictive and yet they still prescribe it. It's just it's weird. Uh, I, I, I imagine the regulations here are a lot better, one would hope. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know, do we have marketing people, no, pharma, pharmaceuticals? No, no, no. Because the thing is, the thing is, in Australia, you go to a doctor and you present your symptoms mm. and your doctor will um, uh, diagnose you and then go, okay, here's what we need to do. And then they'll prescribe you the medication or the treatment that's required. Whereas in America, they have adverts on TV. I don't mean just those adverts on TV yeah. that have like the the two-second spiel at the end that's the speed of lightning um, telling you all the side effects, mm. death. Because um, people go into the doctor and say, I would like to be prescribed oxycodone or whatever. Yeah. And so, so the, the, the people are leading the doctors to what they want to be prescribed, which it should not be that way around. My concern or, or my thought is in, in America they have the pharmaceutical companies have marketing people mm, go mm. and see the doctors yes, to yeah. say, hey, this is new. Um, you should be prescribing this. Does that happen in Australia? I don't know. Well, I think the the, the uh, pharmaceutical companies do have to tell doctors when they've got a, a new product. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's the thing is it's they, they go there and they're supposed to be passing on information, mm. not going there and, like, flogging a, a product, really. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, it's. I would never like. I, I've worked in sales most of my adult life, and uh, you know, you, you looked at like uh, you, some sales. I just wouldn't feel comfortable doing. Yeah. One of those obviously is tobacco, and the other one is uh, you know medicine because mm. I just think it's a bit icky. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so because you're dealing directly with someone's health mm, um, mm. from different avenues, and it's like mm, it's gross. And these people who were doing it for. Um, this company, Pardo, 
I'm just, I know I'm getting it wrong. Um, they're getting paid a ridiculous amount of money and a lot of the people who are getting addicted to this um, are the people who are on the low socioeconomic mm. um, side of things, you know. And I just think I had a bit of a re- revelation when I was watching this. So I had a quite a serious back injury in 2007, which led to six months of in-hospital um, physio and I basically I live with a um, a broken back, right, for the rest of my life. So I control it with exercise and making sure my core muscles are strong. But sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes mm. I overdo it and it's the pain is quite horrible and it's it used to be really unmanageable. And at some point in my life, I could have gone in and said this and then got oxycodone and that could have been me. Mm, like mm. I I have been given codeine and gone, I don't like the way I feel about it. Doesn't, I don't like the way it makes my body feel. Mm. Um, so I didn't take it. So I really don't take pain medications if I can avoid it because I just don't like what it does to my body. Mm. But I just was like, wow. It, it happens so easily for all these people. They don't think they're getting get addicted to something. I'm like, geez, man, if I was in America and this, this incident happened to me while I was in America, I could have been addicted to it. I could have, like, easily gone down that path oh, and yeah. it ruins people's life or it kills them. Mm. It's like, oh, wow, that's, that's crazy. Crazy, man. It is. It is. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see, but it just blows me away that they're still, you know, it makes me wonder if they've done things to stop people from getting as addicted to these things or they cut people off after, before they get addicted to it. Like mm. if, you've got, if you've got like pain, uh, immense pain during a short period of time, uh, then it's effective and could work for that. But, you know, my boss, uh, he injured himself off his bike earlier in the year and, yeah, he only had a very short course of it because he, he knew that, like, if you go on there too long, it'll, you, you'll, you'll need it. Your body will just go, I need yeah. this thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it's um it's some really scary stuff. It is. And I think, um, oh, I had a tangent there. Oh, bugger. It's gone. Uh, addicted. Oh, so there's there's doctors in Australia and I'm sure every a lot of other places, like pain specialists, right? They can get down to sometimes your brain, it's not it's not in your brain, but your brain has made a connection to um, this part of my body is now in pain all mm. the time. So it kind of has an issue with the nerves. So there's stuff they can do there. So I wonder whether there's other avenues other than pain medication constantly. But unfortunately... Some people and a lot of people in Australia live with chronic pain their entire life. So it's it's a uh, not a fun life. No, no. But uh, I guess that's uh, we've come to the the end of the, the, the show. Man, that's really a downer to <laughs> to, to leave it on. Um, I, I'm I've got one minute. Um, I watched. Um, I watched. What did I watch? Um, Megan or Megan on on Netflix, and um, it was funny. It's supposed <laughs> to be a horror movie, and it was in some ways because it's. Did you see it? Yeah, yeah, I watched it. Yeah, it's got it's that. It's great. It's really good. Yeah, it's good in some ways, but I'm watching it going. There's no way in lo- like this. Surely this will never happen. Like who? You're looking at me like it might. Just calm down. I just like the, the whole dog turn head thing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the friend who is like an AI overly like uncanny valley type situation and it's creepy. It's hella creepy and hopefully it never happens. But, yes, I'm, I'm 
it was funny. And, I mean, you know, I got to watch Ronnie Chang. So, you know, he's, he's a comedian. He is. He's doing well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you're interested, it did come out this year and it's already on Netflix. So I, it means I get to put it in my group of movies that I've seen this year that came out this year. Yeah. I'm very proud of myself. It's a horror film. But it's, a, it's really light horror. You watch it with oh, your kids. It's def- oh, I don't know if you <laughs> could watch it with your kids. Don't know if you could watch it with your kids. Um, but, yeah, it's on Netflix. It's interesting. Stay tuned. We'll be back next week. We'll catch you later, guys. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.